Trendy is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, must be 21 years or older. Welcome back to another edition of Trendy, presented by Omaha, a show where we like to compete while exploring the best way to wager for casual cappers. And I am here with the third busiest man in all of sports. The second busiest man is the Amazon researcher trying to find something for Al and Kirk to talk about during the second half of this horrible game that we're taping in the middle of. And of course, the busiest man in all sports right now is the guy trying to find a ride home for the Chargers coach. How is this guy going to get out of this building? As Richard Sherman said, he should have been fired at halftime. Goodbye, Brandon Staley. But hello, Brandon Funston. Yeah, I loved what Richard Sherman said there. I thought he was spot on. I didn't think, you know, I don't think too many people on the on the panel there wanted to really jump on, uh, you know, and second that, you know, it was a little bit of a hot take, but uh, I, I liked it. And I'm a little bit worried that I might be the Chargers representation on this show for this week. I, I mean, <laughs> I, have you had a worse showing by, by a guest? And, and so far this year? No, no, hell no. Because then uh, we allowed you to sub in that Palmer bet, the okay. Palmer 25 and the Devontae Adams. So you're at 9.6 right now. I mean, I'm at 58.3. I'm having a good week. But 9.6 would have won some weeks. And it beats the crap out of the first time Brad Evans was on the show, where I think he put up like a four spot. So you've doubled up our mutual friend. And you should feel a whole lot better about your performance. And by the way, I don't think that take from Sherman was hot enough. I was telling yeah. uh, Brett before the show that this is the first time ever, because the people joke about that, right? Like, oh, they should fire the guy at halftime. This is the first time I'm legitimately surprised it didn't happen. Like if Brandon Staley had been canned at halftime and somebody else was coaching uh, the rest of the game, would anybody have been shocked? Would anybody be like, oh, clutching their pearls? Like, what kind of move is that? It was like, no, that's what they should have done. That's just what they could well, have done. They're probably liable for getting him home from Vegas. So if this had been a home game for the Chargers, maybe they actually would have done it because they could have just said, hey, here's a cab. You know, here's an Uber. We got you for this. Go home. We got you. We'll cover the second half without you. Well, the scary thing is they put him in Uber here. He might end up in the desert because this is it. this is over. This is over. I don't even see how the guy comes back from this. This is such an embarrassing way to go out. But of course, in this league, we always say that they go re rehabilitate with a coordinator stint somewhere and then he'll be coaching the Cardinals two years from now. Yeah, so much for the Brandon Staley genius that you yeah. know, everybody they like to spin them when they first show up. And yeah, it takes a little bit more than that to be a successful head coach. All right, well, let's join Kirk and Al talk about something other than sports right now, just because we like to have fun on Fridays with our guests. We've been talking about fantasy. We've been talking about football and NBA all week long. I want to talk movies with you, and I specifically, Brandon Funston, I want to talk Will Ferrell movies with you, because I have heard this is one of your bailiwicks, one of the things that you enjoy the most, and of course it is the Christmas season, so on almost every TV in America in 30-day period, Elf is going to be fired up. So my opening question for you is, where does Elf rank among the Will Ferrell movie catalog? Wow, what a great question. Um, well, I was honestly, I haven't watched Elf this season yet. I will, but sure. maybe three days ago, 
I was like, oh, let's just put the other guys on. That's always worth a laugh. So um, the other guy is old school uh, anchorman. It's probably borderline top five for me. It's great, though. I mean, thank God it's in the in the Christmas canon now. Uh, you know, it's like some of those things, you know, some of the movies are like you just watch them because you kind of feel like, you know, it's tradition and you have to. Elf never gets old, you know. Will, yeah. Ferrell, Will Ferrell's humor never gets old. So, um, but he's got some great stuff out there. So it's no no slight to Elf, but like, I can't put it. I can't put it ahead of Anchorman. I I, I can't. I don't think I can put it ahead of Old School. I don't think I can put it ahead of the other guys because that that literally makes me laugh every two to three minutes out loud. So, uh, and I'm and I'm missing a few here, but just off the top of my head, I think it's probably borderline top five. Where's it at for you? Well, I love in December that you're firing up the other guys before Elf. That shows your bona fides here that you're the right guy to ask this question. I think it's actually third on my list, Brandon. And I think it's always important in discussions like this to like denote the difference between best movie and favorite movie. Like my favorite movie of all time is Point Break. Would I claim it's the best movie of all time? No, but it's just a movie that I love. I love to watch. It makes me feel good. I've watched that a zillion times. I love that. I love that movie. There you go. So we're talking Surf, just like surfing's the sore. Change your life. Swear to God. Swear to yeah. God. Uh, so if we're talking about just like favorite movies and the ones that like put off the best vibes, I think Elf is third for me. I think it's behind Anchorman. It's behind Step Brothers for me, which has not oh, been yeah. mentioned by you, which just absolutely slays me every single time. And it narrowly edges out Zoolander and Talladega Nights for my personal top five. Yeah, I actually think it's probably I'm putting Step Brothers and Talladega Nights ahead of it so i'm gonna call it six um but i god i even love blades of glory you know i like give give me some give me some of uh john heater thrown in there with with uh will ferrell as well um but if i'm saying like what's like it what's a better like tech you know like elf probably is his top three as far as like just something that you can you can just go out there and say it's not what what did you say it's what i what's a better movie versus what I like. Yeah. Favorite versus best, right? Like we're talking right. quality of film. I might have a different list, but Elf would probably still be in the top five to the point that you're generating right now. I think that is quality a really of film is, move. It's higher. I mean, you know, it's just step brother, step brothers. The other guys are just extended like Saturday night live skits. Right. Like, yeah. I guess Elf is to an extent too, but there's a little bit more movie polish, I think on Elf. But do you think Elf is sneakily like, it has an outsized number of people that it's their most watched movie ever. It's just kind of like how Mariah Carey has the number one song in America every single December, like without fail, Mariah Carey goes back to the top of the charts. If you're have a tradition of watching Elf every single year and you rack that up over like a, you know, 30, 40 year period, obviously not yet since it came out in the early two thousands, but I think people are going to die with that movie being their most watched movie at a shocking rate. Yeah, I don't think I'll watch Talladega Nights on an average of once per year, but probably like once every two years. So I, I think you're right. I'll watch Elf every year. I mean, some years it's on, you know, it's on another time in the background and you just stop and you watch for a while. So, you know, you're watching like 1.7 iterations of Elf every every Christmas <laughs> season. You know? so, oh, yeah. I mean, especially like I'll watch it with my uh, I'll watch it with my older kids. I'm a little I'm still a little hesitant with my six year old. Right. Because like there is some some yeah. questions being asked there that I don't want to be asked after the credits. And so <laughs> my 11 year old is now all the way in on it. But the six year old still has to be shielded a little bit. Is it your number one Christmas movie? 
Uh, it's that and Christmas Vacation. So those are the two that like I, I absolutely have to watch every single year because they make me laugh the hardest. Although I've got to ask, are you a spirited guy? Did you get into that last year? I haven't seen it. I'm actually, this is going to be the year I watch. I did not watch it last year. Um, you know, I was kind of like, I, I initially heard it wasn't good, but then I'm like, okay, I, you know, I, I don't know what happened, but once, if you don't catch it before Christmas, you're not watching it after Christmas. Cause you just, you know, the Christmas it's, it's over once it's over you you turn the page i, I kind of feel like i kind of feel like it's you it may be up until new year's but it has to be like thanksgiving to christmas or new year's and then you just you, the window closes and you have to wait until the next year yeah i mean obviously like if you fire that up in march you end up on a watch list <laughs> like netflix legally has to report you if you're watching this you know around spring break time <laughs> who the hell's doing that but this True. is the time to watch it if you're a feral guy i, I mean i've got to say like it's not as good as elf but it's it's pretty dang good. Like as far as Christmas movie standards, like yes, we have a lot of nostalgia around Christmas movies, and there are some good ones like Elf, Christmas Vacation. I mean, you can obviously go back to like It's a Wonderful Life and some of the like like supreme classics. I watched that with my daughter yesterday. Well, there you go. And so yeah. like, but like overall as a canon, like how many are you actually watching every year? Like I already gave you my list. There's only two I will watch every single year. Some will take years off. Some will watch with the kids. You know, maybe we'll fire up. We'll fire up the specials. Like I'll watch Rudolph every year. I'll watch the Grinch every year, but we're talking like full length features. Like it's not that great of, of a portfolio that you can't fit spirited in. Yeah, no, I will. I will fit spirited in this year. I will say that home alone we usually watch i i it's mm, kind on. of a slog it's a little bit of a slog once you've kind of watched it enough until you get to the you know joe joe pesci and daniel stern you know trying to break in and then sure. it's just like you just laugh for like 15 minutes straight and then the rest of the movie you can kind of like throw away um weirdly my wife and i like four christmases uh with vince vaughn wow okay um there's some funny parts in there when he's going and visiting all the different parents. And I don't know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kind of got a soft spot for Vince Vaughn too. I think it's funny. I think his humor, you know, hits me in the right spot usually. So, um, so we'll watch that. I would say two out of every three years, maybe, or two out of every four years. You go on Fred Claus, you go on Fred Claus. With Vince Vaughn? Fred Claus. It's not, in, it's not in the regular rotation. Obviously Christmas story. That's, that's almost every sure. year. Um, and that's kind of it. Yeah. I mean, that's probably about it. Well, fit and spirited. I watched it uh, last night, like actually. So you're, you're giving me the uh, thumbs up on spirited. I'm, I'm just telling you that if you're going to watch 10 Christmas movies, there's a hundred of them that are worse than spirited. Like to well, fit I into the not, I am not a, a top shelf movie snob. Like a lot of people don't like Ryan Reynolds. I, he, he cracks me up. I mean, Will Ferrell cracks me up. So put those two together. I can't see how that's going to be a problem. So uh, I will definitely give that a try. By the way, you brought something up on Mariah Carey. Did you know hers uh, Wham's Last Christmas is actually the number one Christmas, most played Christmas song in the Mariah Carey era? What? Yeah. What? Yeah. I I saw that. It came across as like, you know, I get these emails that people are trying to tell you like, you know, these things that you're supposed to go out and promote as I guess, because I'm at the athletic, you know, promote this or promote that. Well, this was, this was passed along to me. So, um, if I can get, if I can dig up the details, I'll send it over to you, but if, Please I, was, do. I, was 
Because if I was playing Taylor Fail on factoids, I would fail that. There's no way that can be true. Like, how the hell is Mariah at the top of the charts every year and Wham's not playing it? Because back to like the psychopaths watching Spirit in a March. Are people I firing up last so. I, I think there's summer? a fair case to be made. You're walking through a department store or something. You're I think you're just as likely to hear Wham's last Christmas as you are, Mariah. Well, that's your first mistake. You're walking through a department store. You <laughs> you walk through a time I, machine I, to get I, there. I, I I'm imagining people still do that. I don't know. <laughs> As I'm scrolling on Amazon, you know, I you know they got the the background music going, and maybe they should do that. The they probably part. should. God, I'm, I'm so I'm such a sicko right now, Brad. I'm having the best conversation with you about Christmas and all that kind of stuff, and still out of the corner of my eye, I have to watch an Easton oh. stick will throw a pick here in yeah. a, a, a fifty-six point blowout. But that's what yeah, gambling does. Also, want to know if if you know the Raiders can top the seventy that the, the Dolphins hung on on the Broncos earlier this year. So that's still in play as well. Oh, wait, Brett, uh, Brett's chiming in. Did, while we were talking Christmas, he threw an interception. Come on, Brett, come on the mic. He did. Uh, ESPN has him at one touchdown and one interception. So your your bet has cleared, Toby. <laughs> eat it, Funston, eat it. In a what, was, what were the odds game. on that? Uh, what was that? I think I got that at like plus 140 or plus 150. So... I got to update the score here. I'll update that during the break. But you are hurting. I knew it. I knew my boy Easton would come through. Yeah, no. Uh, he did the hard part first, got the touchdown pass. You know, the easy part came second. It's At this point, might as well make somebody out there happy for a Chargers yeah. performance. Well, speaking of coming in second, I am now blowing you out. You're going to have a hard time coming back. But let's go ahead and see if you could do it right after this break. <laughs> You know, when the conversation turns tampers, I always go with my number one as Caesars. Let's talk about them a little bit, shall we? Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using this code. Listen up. Omaha full. The word Omaha and the word full. And then you place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. If you keep those winnings, but if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and over only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. New users and first $10 plus wager only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager. Returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet, $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start gambling problem. Arizona call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gambling helpline ma.org michigan call 1-800-270-7117 illinois maryland new jersey tennessee virginia west virginia ohio pennsylvania affiliated with harris philadelphia if you or someone you know has a gambling problem crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or west virginia 1-800-GAMBLER.net new york call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, Brandon, we are back. And while I was updating the score, the Chargers scored again. And we are now at a 77-point total, 63-14, to 14, on a game where the over-under was 34. And somehow neither of us played the line on that on Wednesday, even though we talked about it. Uh, well, I don't care that it's like 50-plus point discrepancy right now. I'd rather see this game than the 34-point game. So. <laughs> That's true. So Far more I, entertaining. I'm fine with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, in our contest, after that interception, I am now the Raiders, and you're not quite the Chargers. It's 17.6 to, uh, I think it was like 9.8, so I'm coming close to doubling you up, but if I blank out and you run the table, you can still win this thing. I am yeah, going gonna... to... I should have probably just did all anytime touchdowns, you know, to give myself a chance. <laughs> yeah, or, or make your cred pick like a, a three-team parlay that's plus right, 1,000. Exactly. Uh, all right, so I'm going to go ahead and claim honors. We'll get us started. And my heart pick, Brandon, is going to sound very, very familiar because when I was handicapping tonight's contest, I basically had two words in my head, which is what's changed. And nothing has changed on these three bets since we talked on Wednesday. I am taking the Lakers money line over the Spurs. I am fading the Wizards, who are playing the Pacers on Friday. So I'm taking the Pacers money line, and I'm, I'm dipping into something you brought up on Wednesday show that I absolutely loved, which is Wendy's rebound totals. Uh, I took the alt line on the 10-plus instead of the 11-and-a-half, and putting those three together, you get plus 139. And, Brandon, what's changed? The Lakers are still getting a Spurs team that has now lost 18 in a row. They're likely to be getting LeBron LeBron back. That he's going to do his battle with Wendy, and I just don't think anything is going to lead to them losing. Like that was an incredibly fun watch on uh, Wednesday. The Spurs, you know, came roaring back. Wendy showed yeah. the flashes that it's going to make him a great player. Some excellent shot making. I don't think the Spurs are going to be any better. And so, like, I think the Lakers, you know, even if they keep anywhere near the same level, it's going to turn into like a 10 or 15 point game. I think that was the Spurs best punch. And now they're going to have LeBron. So I think the Lakers are going to clear their leg. The Wizards are more bound and are crazy enough to try to run with the Pacers, which is their own little version of trying to get in a land war with Asia. And I wish them a lot of luck with that. Uh, and despite how good Wemby was, I would not be sh- shocked at the if, uh, the Lakers rest AD this time, which frees Wemby up even more on the boards. And he had, what, 13 the other night. I think he'll sell plus 10. So which one of my legs is going to lose here? Plus 139, feel great about it. You know what? I, I guess the only thing that's changed is maybe the Pacers' karma. And my son was telling me that they, you know, 
that they kept Giannis's ball and he, yeah. uh, he went crazy trying to get it back. I'm like, why are they, why are they, you know, holding the ball, keeping the ball from Giannis? Come on, man. Well, it was crazy. That that story's crazy, Brandon. Like, go back and talk to your son about it and get all the details. So, like, they rushed the Pacers locker room to try to get this yes. ball back. And the uh, the Pacers were keeping it because I guess some rookie scored his first point. But then Giannis goes out and says, I wanted the ball back, not for me. I wanted it for Dane because he passed Kyle Korver on the three-point list with that ball. But he was willing to fight a guy for it. And then he finally gets it. He's like, oh, I'm going to give it to my mom. What? Why the two orders, Colonel Jessup? Like, give the ball to Dane if that's what you were doing there. Why's your mom oh, getting the ball That's now? terrible. I... I don't even care if I had a ball when I passed Kyle Korver, like Dave, (laughs) when your career is all said and done, you're, you're, better be so far away from Kyle Corver that 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 ball is going to be absolutely meaningless. Yeah, it was nuts. Uh, no, that's, that's that story in general is crazy, but I I generally uh get the gist of what you're saying and and yeah, I don't know that a whole lot has changed there. So, um it plus 138, is that your highest one on the board? Plus 139 is my highest one on the board. I mean, plus yes, 139. Why yeah. don't I just why don't I just I mean I think I gotta. I either gotta. I gotta follow that. I gotta I tail that. I gotta, yep. I gotta tr- that's that's just strategy. That's your. That's the that's the best one I'm gonna make money on, right? So. I think it's my best bet too. So I don't blame you. I should have put it in credibility, but I went a little more conservative in credit. Something that yeah. didn't have three legs. What do you play in the heart category, Brandon? Yeah. Well, the heart. You know, I'm a Seahawks fan. So, uh, give me. I'm gonna do a little little same game parlay. Give me DK Metcalf for. 50 or more yards, something he has done in seven of his last eight. We should get Gino back uh, for the Monday night game in the same game and go AJ Brown for 80 yards. I was going to go 70, but I like going 80 because uh, it gets me up to plus 170. So if, if AJ Brown goes for 80 plus and DK goes for 50 plus, that's that plus 170. That's a nice payday. And really, um, you know, dropping it from 70 to 80, AJ Brown's done this eight times at 80 yards. He's done it at seven, 70 or more. He's done nine times. So if AJ Brown starts going, he's going to get, he's going to probably get a hundred plus. So like, and against Seattle, and if he's, if they got something going on there, it's just going to, it's just going to snowball. I see it all the time. So uh, I'm not, I'm, I feel kind of about the same on both of these. I think AJ Brown is just as good a chance to get 80 as DK Metcalf does to get 50. And I think both of them have a really good chance to hit this. So uh, at plus one seven, you talk about two teams that are in the top ten in terms of most yards allowed to the wide receiver position. Philadelphia is actually the second most, so both of them are very willing to cede yardage to the wide receiver. Yeah, I love when I hear you talk about player props, especially during the fantasy playoffs, because I know you're completely locked into it. Metcalf looks awesome. AJ Brown is awesome. It doesn't matter how he looks; he just always is that way. So I think that's a really strong play with really strong odds. Uh, but strategy demands that I do something different than Taylor fail that one. On the head category, Brandon, uh, I, I back to what back to what I was just saying. What's changed? Bryce Young over twenty eight point five pass attempts is minus one twenty three at Caesars. And Bryce Young has gone over 28.5 pass attempts every single game this year. So why would he suddenly go under in this one? He went well over in his debut against the Falcons in week one. I think he had 38. He's offered in the 30s. They have no run game. They have no leads to protect. 
They always are chasing and they still need to evaluate this kid. So they're not suddenly going to put him in a box and only let him throw 20, 21 times. I think they're going to continue to let him rip. I think he's going to continue to be in the thirties. I see no reason he shouldn't be when he's hit it every single game. And so I'm more than happy to play it yet again. Every single game. Yeah. What did he have in week one against them? Cause that's 38. He had 38, 38. There you go. Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, you just got to basically give him reps at this point. It's just about playing out the string and getting as much experience as you can and, you know, throwing the ball um, and maybe trying to, you know, see something out of this guy that made him the number one overall pick and not regret so much going into the offseason that you didn't pick CJ Stroud. Yeah, I mean, notice I'm not playing completions or touchdowns or <laughs> yardage. I'm just saying attempts. Like, he's getting the blue ribbon for trying the, the most times, but he's not getting it for being deserving of the number one pick. Yeah, no, I, I like that one. That's a good call. It's crazy that you're still getting minus 123 on something that he's done every single time out. So, um Hard to argue with that one. I'm in the same game, and I'm going to go Bijan Robinson over 18 and a half receiving yards. Um, this is something he's done three straight, and in the, in those three, he's gone for no less than 26. Last week, he had 54. Uh, in week one against the Carolina Panthers, he had 27. And really, this is like he's over all the time. When they use Bijan Robinson the way everybody thought he should be used in the way it was intended, and we know that Arthur Smith went through a begrudging period in the middle of the season where he stopped using Bijan Robinson. And, and, you know, I think he, he, he won't admit it, but he probably got tired of hearing the noise, but they've in the last month, they've totally committed to who he is. And I don't, you know, maybe they'll say that they just were trying to trying to preserve him and, and, you know, we will, we will use him the most down the stretch, but it kind of certainly looks like that's the way uh, things are going. Fantastic receiver and they're use, utilizing his skill as a receiver. So I, I will take the 18 and a half yard over. Yeah. I mean, that's the only risk rate is the volatility of his usage rate. Like I don't understand why he disappears so weak. Why invest that big of a draft pick and then just, you know, kind of black hole from week to week. It doesn't make any sense. And like, I, I know you're particularly attuned to it because he was going in the first round of fantasy drafts straight out of college. And then suddenly like, you know, looked like he had explosive potential in weeks one and two. Then I forget the exact weeks it was. It was like maybe three, four, and five. Like they had the sideline reporters were there was, basically there was demanding. They, they gave him one carry and that was it. And it was, I, I, you know, there was rumors that maybe he was sick. They were just using him as a decoy. But yeah, that was, it was right after that that they basically changed their tune. Uh, you know, Bijan and Fantasies, for the most part, returned the value. He was a top 10 running back at this point, but it has something to do with the fact that. You know, we talked about this the other day. The true elite running backs are so few. So yeah. he's in a little bit of that kind of, you know, 9, 10, 11 to like 16, 17 range where they're kind of all sort of similar. Well, this is where he has the chance to be a legend, though, right? Like, this is like the kind of performance that could affect fantasy drafts next year because if he goes for 120 total yards, like six catches and two touchdowns in the fantasy playoffs, all of a sudden he'll be a top five pick next year just because people are so uh, remember what he did for them to get them into the semis. Yeah, what what was the last impression you gave us? Absolutely. 
Uh, all right. So back to heater uh, where I have been playing over point or I'm sorry, I've been playing 0.5 totals. I've been picking overs or unders. I hit my Bojan steal, but I lost on my power play uh, play on Wednesday. I think you came up short on Scotty Barnes yet again. You're rolling with your boy again this week, but that has hurt you in this contest. No doubt about it. Uh, I'm keeping mine much simpler tonight, Brandon. Uh, I am going with a Joel Embiid stack. I'm going with an SGP, Joel Embiid, over 0.5 steals and over 0.5 threes. You put those together and you get minus 120. He has hit this in five straight games. And I think that is not a coincidence because he's mainly playing teams that bore the hell out of a guy as good as him. He's been playing the Wizards been playing the Pistons, and he has the Pistons yet again on Friday night. When you're putting up 33 a game and you're playing these 20, 30-point blowouts, hey, suddenly you might pull that three. You might not play, uh, do it against the the Celtics on the national televised game, or you might not try to gamble and jump that passing lane, whatever it might be. So because it's hit it in five straight, because they're low totals, and because I can put it together at minus 120 and another game against a crap team who's now losing streak is in the 20s, I like my chances to cash she had another heater bet on Friday night. Yeah, I, I don't fault the logic. You know, if he, I'm sure they get a nice lead. It'll be like, I, I got to shoot my shot before I get, you know, before I get some fourth quarter bench time in. You yep. know, but, so I, I don't fault that. And, you know, I'm going back. I'm going back to Scotty Barnes because I'll be damned if I'm going to end this week and and go away from him on a Friday when he actually finally hits this thing. It's kind of like, <laughs> kind of like the slot machine, you know. You, someone walks away, they haven't hit. You want to sit down at that thing and, and pull the pull the arm because it's going to happen. So I I jinxed him clearly on on Wednesday by saying he hadn't. You know, he'd only had like two back to back moments during the year where he hadn't hit on this uh, over. So the it's over two and a half um, steals and blocks, and uh, I say he'd only gone three games in a row one time. Well, now he's done it twice. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you why he's gonna go over this time. It's just let's just trust it's gonna happen. Well, I trust you, and we'll finally see if Scotty can deliver for you. Uh, finally, down to the money ball where we're going to put our credibility on the line, where we're going to put two units down. And I decided to keep this one simple, Brandon. Uh, I often find myself doing something convoluted here, but I'm just keeping it really straight laced while I have this lead to protect. And I am going with what is almost certainly a, a, a rat line, like a fishy line. I cannot see the possible reason for this line. Uh, so I'm sure the under will come in. But I'm over on Jets Dolphins, which is at a paltry 37 right now at Caesars and everywhere else at minus 110. And Dolphins, I've gone over this number, obviously, in every game except for one this year. I think it was against this Raiders team. They were watching put up 63 right now. They can cover 37 themselves against the Jets, no problem. And Zach Wilson entered the chat last week as bad quarterbacks who are capable of covering low overs because either they you know, make a couple of decent plays that people don't expect them to, or they turn the ball over, leading the points for the other side. So like, that's been a pattern I've been playing for the last six weeks, and he's now part of it. And I get in the same game with the Dolphins. Like the Jets and uh and the Jets and the Dolphins in the first game were at 47. The Dolphins were at 55 last week versus the Titans. Are the Jets really worth 18 points less than the Titans were just on Monday night? I just don't see the reason for 37. I'm suspicious, but I'm still pulling the trigger because I felt this way a couple times about Jets games, and I could have made a lot more money if I put my suspicions alive, just followed my gut. 
Yeah, I wonder if it has anything to do with Tyreek Hill, maybe, because he has the ankle issue, but it sounds like he's going to play, and he came back in last week and was making some plays. I, You know, I won't doubt Tyreek Hill. What was that score on that last one? Was that 30-17 or something like that? Uh, when they put up 47, wasn't it 34-13? Was it a route? Okay, something like that, yeah. I, yeah, but I know I knew that Miami was in the 30s, so uh, you'd expect them to, you know, be able to push that again at home um, and with, with A-Chan out there as well, so. Uh, I like that. I'm going to go with uh, Joe Mixon over 26 and a half receiving yards. You look at his three uh, Jake Browning, the three Jake Browning starts. Uh, Mixon's been over 40 receiving yards in each of those games. He's been over in five of his past six. But, uh, you know, a guy at the Athletic, Paul Daner, wrote about this. After their week seven bye, they made a conscious decision to emphasize the screen pass and the short passing game to the running backs. And you can see the numbers change for Joe Mixon night and day. You know, you compare what he did going into the bye, those six games compared to what he did since then. Uh, yeah. He's been, he's been just a, an elite level receiving running back. And as I said, he's gone over, he's been 44 plus in each of his last three games. So he's blowing this number away. Um, so I like that at minus minus one fifteen. You know, Brandon, I want to win this matchup, so I didn't correct you. You're the rookie. I'm the Wiley vet because I've been doing this for whatever it is, 20 weeks now. Uh, when you're behind, you want to fail somebody's bet because it's a big swing if you fail somebody rather than tailing them. And when you're ahead, you want to tail somebody's cred pick because if you if you don't hit your cred pick, you can't win. And so even if you hit it, I want to mitigate, mitigate the impact. So I am tailing this, and I also believe in your analysis. I believe in what uh, your cohort at the Athletic is saying. I think Mixon will be used in um, in the passing game quite a bit, and I like this play, and I am tailing it. So a little bit of strategy, a little bit of also liking it inherently. Either way, I think it's going to cash for both of us. Well, I mean, I feel good that you didn't tell me. It means that you still respect me. You're, you're at least a little bit worried about, you know, what, what what I might still be able to do in this last gasp effort here. I respected you until you told me that Wham gets more downloads than Mariah Carey. To that, I say, Brandon. Don't, don't that, shoot the messenger, man. That's just me telling you what I heard. To that, I say, you sit on a throne of lies. <laughs> Oh. Um, well, who does not sit on the throat of lies, who never would lie to you whatsoever is our sponsors. Let's give them a little bit more love. Come back from Second Guest Express and send Brandon into the day. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Adidas. 
All right. We are back. And Brandon, you have been a tremendous sport. You've been an awesome guest. I hope that you will come back again and compete once again, uh, maybe over the summer. But before we let you do your plugs and say goodbye, what was the one that is going to rot on your fantasy slash betting bench here? And therefore, it feels like a guarantee to hit. Well, I didn't put this down as the one, but I want to really just quickly mention that as a courtesy to you, I did not take that Saquon Barkley over 16 and a half longest run, but uh, I will be throwing that out on live, live on the line to, you know, uh, you know, on their Friday show. Because there you go. The Saints give up a lot of those runs. And, you know, as you mentioned, Barkley's now at six straight games going over that. He actually leads leads the league in runs of 17 yards or more. So that almost made the list, but I had to get some plus odds going. So give me Brock Purdy on a same game parlay for 250 plus passing yards, you know, and his line set at 251. That's like minus 115. You want to put a little cherry on top of the, of the passing yards prop. You just throw in a passing touchdown because he's, he's done it in every game except for one. He's facing the Cardinals who give up a ton of passing touchdowns. He went 20 for 21 for 280 yards the last time he, he faced Arizona. So you throw in the touchdown, which is almost a foregone conclusion. That gets you to plus 100 odds. So uh, this is something as far as the 250 passing yards that Purdy has done like six of his last seven. And he's getting like 300 plus, you know, yeah. like he's blowing away the 250 number. But um, I guess the concern here is that they get out really early to a big lead and they just go conservative. But, you know, I think he could do this. He could do this by the end of the third quarter. Yeah, I don't know which one I would have replaced, but I really do like that. And uh, I think it would have fit well into your portfolio tonight. So I, if that was in there, I probably would have tailed that one. Um, for my second guest express, I was looking at kind of these safe parlays that I like to look at are safe. There's nothing that's actually safe, especially in a parlay. But how do I adjust the odds that I feel good about the value versus the expected outcome? Uh, it's kind of like the NBA parlays I've been making this week. And one of the first places I look, Brandon, is the McCaffrey Anytime TD. Did you look at the odds on that this week? Like it is, it's a number I don't think I've ever seen in my life. Take a guess at what McCaffrey's Anytime TD is. Um, minus one sixty, minus one sixty. Oh no, sir! Minus four fifty. They jacked it what? all the way up to minus four fifty. Have you ever? Wow, in your I feel life, like an idiot. I don't. Even, have you yeah. ever in your life seen anything like that? That they feel it is like such an incredible lock for a guy to score in an NFL game where there's fifty three men on the other side trying to murder you. I just I haven't looked at his any time in a while because it's you know it was early on it was like minus one sixty and then yeah I should have went, went two hundred you know minus two hundred but even that would have been well short I'm surprised four hundred that's what's the point yeah they were playing like plus one twenties then moved into like minus it was like a big deal what it minus and then it started like flirting with like minus one eight two hundred they were just like hold my beer nobody in America is allowed to bet this anymore minus four fifty I'm curious do you have a do you have the the number on two plus because I you might not even get to you might not even get to plus odds on that. That is an amazing question. I don't have it in front of me. I didn't look at that one. I was I couldn't stop laughing after I saw the four fifty plus odds on two or more touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, we'll have uh, Brett look that up while we're talking. Uh, so because I I didn't have the anytime TV from McCaffrey to rely on, I ended up going on Caesars and playing with their spread calculator, which I really like, where you could adjust it to any level that you want. And my preferred way to do that is to take favorites and then take the uh, the field goal hook out of it. 
And so I took the Chiefs down to minus two and a half, and I took the Rams down to minus two and a half. And you put those together and you can get all the way down to minus 113. Whereas if you played the straight money line parlay, you'd be at minus 157. And this is um, two good teams with a lot to play for. Chiefs are, you know, I can't say they're a great team this year, but I still think they're a top five team in the league. Rams have been surprisingly good. But more importantly, they are playing teams that are absolutely laying down right now and fighting on the other end of the draft spectrum. It's the Patriots and it's the Commanders. So I get to take two teams that have motivation. They just need to win by a field goal, which is way less than the spread. And they're playing against teams that absolutely want to lose. And you're getting almost even money for it. Felt pretty smart to me, Brandon. Yeah, I like that. I, I, I hate the, you know, I love that you get it down below that field goal difference maker, you know, and which happens, you know, which hits so often. So uh, I think it's a smart play and you get that. As you said, if you're taking the money line, you're getting minus 157 or whatever it is, you you're feeling like they're going to win, you know, by at least the field goal. Yeah. It's, it's like one of those ones where you tip your hat, right? Like if I get middled, if they win by one or two points and yeah, when they're like, like seven or eight point a, favorites and so be margin. it. Yeah, exactly. It, like small margin. Like, I mean, twos, I guess a more common score than it used to be, but you know, if you get to over, even if you get to overtime, you can still feel good. Cause you still only need the field goal to win it or a response touchdown to the field goal. You cash either way. So Brandon, as I said earlier, uh, loved having you on this week. Where can people find you until they find you back on Trendy for your return appearance? Yeah, I'm hanging out at The Athletic. Um, it's my day job. You can you can watch if you get live on the line. I'm on, I'm on live on the line on Fridays. You can check that out as well. Um, I am looking forward to some slumber in January. So we might go a little bit quiet in the month of January. But fantasy baseball is right around the corner, man. Uh, well, Brett's saying that no position player is two plus TD props that he can find. So they didn't even list it, which, uh, somewhere, somewhere out there in the would have been interesting. There. I'm sure you can find it somewhere in the universe <laughs> other than Caesars. Uh, so look forward to reading you on fantasy baseball. We will have you back to talk about it. Uh, here at the network, we had another great week. We did, uh, we just re- released uh, a little bit of soccer talk more fading of Manchester United. So go over to Covered in Glory for that. Uh, the 15-minute pregame show will be released tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Hench episode came out a day early on Minus 3. Make sure you listen to that along with Waiver Wired and Lemon Pepper Parlay, which we talked about on the Wednesday show. Uh, Brett just sent another note in real time while I was trying to sign off that he's an idiot, which I have to co-sign. Uh, he did find the the 2-plus and it is plus 163 for CMC. So it doesn't get all the way to minus, which would have been truly incredible. I, I like that, though. I actually think he has a really good chance to score, too. So um, might not be a bad way to chase a plus, you know, the plus 163 number. It's I could think of worse ways. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, resuming the sign off uh, next week, we will have another League of Leagues member. We didn't talk that much about the League of Leagues, Brandon. Maybe we'll get into it more. Maybe we'll have you back on around uh, draft time for next year. But Brian Gewertz, the legendary former head writer of the WWE and an excellent fantasy player and gambler, will be on next week to go head to head with me. So, again, I thank you, Brandon. I thank the fans at home. And I'd really like to thank Brandon Staley for letting me go to bed an hour early by letting us do this during the second half. You are the man, Brandon. Enjoy the incredible weekend of sports, and we will be back on Monday. Take care, everyone.
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.